Welcome to the Mission City Podcast. Being a follower of Christ means that we go and make disciples, meaning that we are going and sharing the gospel wherever we are. But many times that is easier said than done. How can we be better equipped and less afraid to share the good news? Well, that's what today's session is all about. I hope that you leave today's session encouraged to share Jesus with somebody. So let's go ahead and get into it. Here are Dave and Chuck. Hey, good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Plaid Brothers today? We are. Mine's a little more colorful than yours. Mine is uh, for the colorblind folks out there. <laughs> you know, uh, if you were to say, hey, Dave, do you like plaid shirts? I would go, not for me. Yeah. I don't mind, you know, they're fine on other not people. Really. But then if you look at my closet, like eight or nine out of ten of my shirts are probably plaid. So that tells me my wife, Ashley, must like plaid. Mine are all, like, most of my plaid would be flannels. It's a little cold for flannel. I mean, a little hot for a flannel. Cold. Yeah, it's too hot. Yeah. Too hot for flannel. Last week, you could have worn hot a flannel. for flannels. Yeah. Flannels are good for cold weather. They are. I Yes. Like if we were at Flannel Fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No, I don't. This is, I like this one. This is a game guard. I like those game guard shirts. I don't have that one. I don't know what this one is. I think this it's is a probably Walmart special. Uh, this is probably from Bass Pro Shop. Is it? Well, I like black. Oh, there's a lot of stuff at Bass Pro. I'm I like. pretty confident. It's uh, oh, here's the brand. Um, Columbia. So yes, <laughs> yes. Or Academy. I was there <laughs> buying my son's baseball stuff and went, "Hey, look, his shirt's on sale." Academy used to get a lot of my money. <laughs> Oh, Fishing, yeah. mm. sports, shoes. I mean, sports and outdoors, right? Yeah. This this is not. They get a lot of commercial. my money, but not because of me. Yeah. I have a ninth grade baseball player, so <laughs> throughout the next four years, you're going to have a lot more expenses there. <laughs> he like oh grows, yeah, yeah. Grows well, through you know, different shoe sizes. The good thing is, different stuff. they're still using an aluminum. Yeah. Bats. You know, rather I than wish we. I wish uh, they'd go back. I like. I like the purity of a good wood bat. He loves now at, where he plays. At I wouldn't Church have hit as many school, home runs if I they don't. Had to they don't let him have aluminum bats in the uh, cages. So What's that? I don't know. So he has uh, a wooden bat. It is good cage. training. You have because he you loves have, his wooden bat. You have to hit the wood bat in on the barrel. You hit it on the hit it on the handle. It's 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 done. It's toothpicks. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. But, so it's good. It's good practice to be on be more precise in the cage and helps you translate that to the field yeah i think it's helped him um i think it's helped him develop into a little bit better of a hitter but speaking of practice speaking of practice speaking of practice is my segue into uh, what we're going to talk about about practice practice talk about practice practice um i don't know what's happening right now (laughs) you don't know what that is the Allen iverson there's a basketball benny's not a sports guy yeah Um, Yeah, he likes pickleball i think you like pickleball (laughs) <laughs> I tried to go to uh, Chicken and Pickle twice, and I did all the research to get ready for pickleball, and then like didn't reserve a court. I, we didn't reserve a court in time, and so I couldn't play. And then second time it was raining or something, and then it was like, man. Did you have your own paddles? No, not yet. I was wondering if you walked around with your paddle, like, can I can I play? Can I play, guys? <laughs> can I play? Just jump in and do it. I'll like, sub in. <laughs> I'll like get the, next. It's like the guy you got to watch at the pool hall. Hey, you want to play? Sure. And he pulls out his own cue. He's got, oh, and it's yeah. in a case. It's, yeah. it's in a case. Yeah. Uh, just lost or a backpack. But uh, speaking of practice, one of the things <laughs> yeah. that we're going to talk about today is the role of the church in evangelism and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the reason I say practice is because over the years, 
I've been in ministry now for a while, and they have had different methods of evangelism training since I became a believer. And they used to have classes they offered. One, The first one I remember was called EE, which is Evangelism Explosion. And you had to take a three-week class that was a couple hours long, and then you would go door-to-door. And you yep. had a script that you had to memorize. And it wasn't an easy script. Then about two years into later, they came out with faith training, F-A-I-T-H. And it was sort of the same thing. You had to like faith. Forsaking all, I trust him. Oh. Like an acrostic, you know? Okay. You would go F means on your fingers, oh, and okay. then A means, and then I means, and so right, on. Right. And so they thought it would it's easier because each letter, and then you use your hand and everything else. Um, and so that was the way. The, re- the way I always did it was just to share my own personal testimony. Hey, let me tell you what my life was like before I met Jesus, mm-hmm. how I met Jesus, and what my life was like. Which I think now. is the best way to do it. I think it is the best way. Yeah. Uh, because it's personal. Nobody can take away that from you. However, there's also a method called the three circles. And we talk yes. about that when you come to starting point, mm-hmm. to our starting point class and everything. We it's kind of our adopted method here. At well, State and Church. I think it's the simplest way. Now, for me, the... Testimony route is the most... Um, I think the combination... I think it's always good to start with your testimony. Yeah. yeah, and then you can definitely go into... And you can get an app on your phone called Life on Mission through the North American Mission Board yeah. or NAM. Yeah, one right here. Um, Life on Mission. There you go. There it is. And it has three circles and it's steps. And it even has the what you would say at the bottom. But the cool thing is you could draw it on a napkin when you're talking to somebody like over lunch or dinner. Mm-hmm. Um when I was church planting, I had a preteen group from another church that was helping me go door to door. They brought these fifth and sixth graders, had them on these little whiteboards and a marker, and they could take That's people fun. through it. It was cool. Yeah. And so I have found that the three circles is probably the easiest way to co- combine, like you said, with your testimony. Hey, this is what it was like for me before. This yeah. is how I met Jesus, and now my life looks like this. Because yeah. there has to be a changed life. There has to be a transformation if you're a true follower right. of Jesus. Right. I grew up learning Romans Road. Did you ever learn the Romans Road method? I did. I heard about it. I never learned it thoroughly. Yeah. Isn't it like Romans 3.23 to Romans 5.8 to Romans 6.23 to Romans 8. 8.28 to... 9-11 or something like that. Yeah. It shows you how well I learned it. I can't remember the end of it. <laughs> I don't use it as much as anymore, but it it is a it is was an effective tool. I don't when growing up we would go, we would go our Monday night. Uh, it was Monday night or Tuesday. I can't remember. I think it was Monday night visitations. You know, grew up in a when football season wasn't in because you had Monday night football. right? Yeah, because you didn't you didn't want to you didn't walk and knock on you somebody's Texas, door. I know like, where you lived in Texas. Football yeah, is king. Yeah, right? you didn't want to knock on someone's door right in the middle of the Oilers or Cowboys game. That wouldn't have been any Oilers, good. Well, you just went way back. I did. I for did. You, hey, love you, Blue. For you youngins out there, love you, Blue. Yeah, the Cannonball Houston Express. Oilers, yeah, the Houston Oilers. Goodness gracious, that brings back memories. We had Oiler, we had Love You Blue Day in elementary school. I know that's we're way off topic, but uh, yeah, we would go door to door Monday night visitation. Anybody came to the church, we we would visit them over a period of time, and oftentimes we'd go in the living room and share the gospel. And Romans Road was what they taught us to use um, to share the gospel. But uh, you know, just as a just a living my life, sharing the gospel was not something I was very good at. You know, if I was if I was with my my youth pastor or with 
someone, I could, yeah, I was there to read the verses for him. Chuck, read, read six, Romans 6.23 to him. Okay. Or read 5.8, you know, for the wages of sin is, you know. And, um, and, and so I could help them. But if I was on my own, I, was, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it because I couldn't, couldn't remember the process. And, and so I just felt a whole lack of confidence sure. in leading someone to Christ because I felt like inadequate. Right. Well, I, that's the that's the thing is it's like if it's so important and it's yeah. the Great Commission is so important and churches talk about it all the time, why do so few people actually do it? And that's really why. And I remember on my first EE where Evangelism Explosion visit, we knocked on this apartment door, a young lady, and I was with another guy and, a, and, a, and a, uh, his wife. And this before I was married, and I was a pretty new believer, and I had the whole thing. I memorized it in the mirror a thousand times, and I was ready to roll, right? We knocked on the door, uh, and he goes, hey, Dave, you're going. And I was like, okay. And uh, I said everything back. Like, one of the questions you go to was sort of like, if you were to die today and stand before God, and he said to you, why would I let you in? What would you say? And you get a lot of people, it's like, well, I'm a pretty good person, and I pay my taxes, and I don't beat anybody up or whatever, you know. And then you go, well, that's great, but here's what the Bible says, you know, and you kind of go through this deal. Mm-hmm. And I completely got everything out of order. <laughs> um, I mean, it was so wrong. And you're supposed to, like, after you say everything, you're supposed to say something like, now, does that make sense? Would you like to, would you like to pray to receive Christ? And when I got to mine, I went, that made absolutely no sense, did it? And you probably want nothing to do about this, right? And she went, no, it actually makes sense. I'm, I, and, and she, like, regurgitated back better than what I said. And I was like, I did not say The Lord is real. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know how you got that. she trusted in Christ. She trusted in Christ right there and got plugged into the church well, and everything else. That's awesome. And, and I walked away from that going, you know what? I remember the first thing the guy said was, it's not about you. It's about the prompting of the Holy Spirit. He'll do his job. You just be faithful, and God will take care of Mm. it. And I saw that firsthand, and it gave me a little bit more confidence. And and so I think that's what I would tell people. It's like, hey, there's – you know. It is the Holy Spirit. We're we're not. It's not our job to save people. It's just our job to to just communicate what it means to be saved. And even the simplest of the waitress. Hey, can we pray for you about anything? Mm-hmm. You know, as you're ordering your meal or whatever. I've had opportunities where they've come back later and go, "Why did you ask me that?" And I was like, "I just, I just, I don't always do it, unfortunately." But there are times when I remember and I'll ask. Or you and feel I've had prompted? Or you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit so. to do that? I think so. Um, and there's been times I think I felt the prompting, but I was starving or something, <laughs> and I didn't do it. And then I, then that night I'm laying there going, I missed an opportunity. Do I go back? You know, kind of a deal. And so I would just encourage you to find something that you're comfortable with. I was talking to a guy in our church, and he still likes the faith, the F-A-I-T-H. He was telling me about it. It's one of our life group leaders. And he, he led somebody to Christ at Next Steps the other day using the faith method. He got a napkin, and he wrote what F stood for, what A stood for, what I. And, and that person prayed to receive Christ. So I say just roll with it. Right. Well, I, you, you bring up a really good point. Our ability to execute is not, great, is not more important than our ability to, to be available. Mm-hmm. If we're available and say, I want to be used by God in this moment, our ability to execute, God can overcome our lack of execution. Sure. I think one of the things Pastor Matt used to talk about, y'all would bring in like a, a group, 
I think most of the power team, whatever. team impact, team impact. impact. Yeah. And, and they'd have some guy, one of, one of the guys on team impact would just do this amazing gospel presentation and people would get saved. And they have this one guy who's like, he was terrible at it. And it was like the best night. I right. mean, most people got saved that night. Right. Like it just goes to prove that the power of the gospel is greater than our power to deliver the gospel uh, to someone. Well, the Lord wants to save them. Yeah. There's no doubt that mm-hmm. Jesus lo- died on the cross for lost people. He didn't die for because we're so good. He died in spite of that, and so he wants to save them. And what? And he could use any means that he wants. He can use. Uh, he can make the the rocks and the trees cry out to him, but he chooses to use his bride, his church. And so we have. Uh, and, and I don't even want to use the word duty or obligation. We have the privilege to share what is the eternal things that's so much more important than anything temporary. Because how often do we tell people about a good restaurant we ate at or a doctor we visit, we had this, man, this doctor's really good and you need to check it out. And I'd be, you know, when you're on Facebook or whatever, people are like, hey, does anybody have a good recommendation for a mechanic or something? And everybody jumps right in. But so few people actually share the gospel and it's, 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 it's disappointing a little bit. I think it's also you, you mentioned about you know um, a, a lack of ability or whatever. I think that's when God gets to show His glory and His power. Like God can use me. God can use my lack of ability because God. It, it's always God that gets the glory. If if I if I'm eloquent of speech and if I'm a great orator and presenter, and someone comes to know Jesus, I might feel really good about myself and how good I am at sharing the gospel. And I never want that. Uh, So there's no doubt a lot of times when I'm through, like, that's God, because I don't even know what I said, you know, right? Uh, So my life group is studying Acts right now, and uh, we're reading right as the Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples and they're sharing the gospel. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, a couple chapters after they first received the Holy Spirit, um, Acts chapter 4 they're there. They're sharing uh, in the temple, I believe, in the, in this place. Uh, oh, they're standing before the council. And uh, verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were <laughs> astonished. They recognized that they had been with Jesus. I think that's just so cool that it's like, we we think we need to be like properly educated. We need to know everything. We need to know every answer. We need to have everything ready so that in case they ask a question or whatever, we are ready. And that's not the case. Like we're just called to share the gospel, share our story, share our testimony, uh, speak about what Christ has done, and then He will do the rest. And then w- that's perceived here. That's perceived as like you know there is nothing like elaborate about you. It's all because you have been with Jesus. And I think that's just so powerful in our witness as we go about it. Well, saying that they're uneducated common men is just a nice way of saying, hey, these boneheads uh, <laughs> were recognized because they were with Jesus, you know? Yeah. And so it's like there's just, just a day nothing, laborer. I mean, he's really. Average yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, I was, I, I, it's funny you mentioned that verse. I remember preaching that verse at my first church, and I had a, a senior adult lady, and I said, Think about it, you know, this basically saying these guys are morons, yet they're out, you know, being used by the Lord. And she came and she goes, they're apostles. You don't you don't need to uh, call them that. That's really bad. And I was like, no, they were boneheads. You know, they were morons, you know, and I am too. 
And I was like, guess what? We all are. Yeah. You know, I heard Tony Evans talk about it. Tony Evans talks about uh, when you go by a department store, you look in the window and you see uh, the dummy in the window and it's dressed really nice. And you're like, man, I need to, I like the, how that shirt looks and, and everything else. And you go in there and, and you go, wow, I want the, the shirt that the dummy's wearing or whatever. And he's like, that's what we are in, in, in our walk with Christ. We're just the dummy that is used to display the glory of God. We're mm. in the same way. And I love the way that he put it. He goes, you might be a well-dressed dummy. You might, you might be wearing stuff that's really expensive, but you're still just a dummy. And, uh, cause I love the way Tony Evans, he just bottom shelves, everything. He is a super preacher. I mean, deep, but he can talk to the most educated person to the, just the lost person who doesn't even know how to spell Jesus or new Testament or anything. And they can, always get a nugget from them. And so I always remember that. You're right. We are merely just the instrument the Lord wants to use. And, you know, our, our good friend Donnie Anthony, our missions pastor, I mean, there's almost every week goes by that Donnie's texting me that he led somebody to Christ at Manna or a follow-up phone call or something that Donnie led to the Lord. And I know right now he's teaching a Share uh, Jesus, Jesus class yeah. at the Northwest Campus, and he's teaching it at Central sometime. I don't I don't have the date off the top of my head, but I know <clears> it's sometime in the next coming. few weeks. Yeah, I think it's in the summer that he's yeah. teaching that class. And that's helped give... People a lot of confidence too. Right, I went through the I went through the class when we back at the, we were back at the dance hall, and I, I found it extremely extremely uh, helpful because part because the big part of that is learning how to tell your testimony, and I think you know you talking about just being a common person. I think that's what that what is what makes that's what makes the biggest difference. I think when we when we can tell of what God has done and how He's changed us. How I was once this, but my new identity is this, and you should and you see the change. Mm -hmm. That's that's an effective thing. Right. If if you just present me with facts and information, yeah, that could have a lot of impact on me. Now, the Holy Spirit will use that to convict me, but nothing works better than someone's testimony. Right. Well, it's because it's personal to us. It's real. It happened. Right. You can't take. I wasn't at the empty tomb. I wasn't there. I mean, I know I'm old, but I wasn't there. I wasn't at the empty tomb. I didn't see the stone roll away and Jesus walked out. However, because of that event, this is what my life looks like as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And you cannot take away from the fact, especially if you looked at my life prior to coming to know Christ when I was 28 years old. If you look at that, I am radically different. Not because of my job, because I work at a church, but my language, my thought life, the way I treat other people, all of those things are drastically different. And as we like to say here at Mission City, leading people in the lives of transformation, our lives should be radically different. Now, I, my wife has a different testimony. She was like eight or nine years old, and she was at vacation Bible school, and she gave her life to Christ at that time. So she doesn't have the same sort of a testimony, but her testimony still speaks to a, a large group of people as well, and she's led people to Christ even sharing her testimony. One of the things that, that Donnie uh, taught me when we were – uh, it was actually outside of class. Donnie and I were just hanging out. We were doing something together, and he talked to me about, a lot about um, the different types of faith. You know, you have an intellectual faith. You know, I think the biggest hurdle we got to get over with people is: Do you believe there's a God? And if you believe there's a God, intellectually, you can you can wrap your mind about it around it. There's a really good chance that you can help them understand. That's the biggest hurdle. Mm. And once people get over the, hey, I do believe in God, well, 
you know, what is your view of God? You know, having a, having the right view of God will help shape that. But intellectually having faith and then experiential faith, we've seen what God does. We've seen how God's impacted. Have you ever seen anybody, God, do something amazing in their life? Oh, yeah. Wow, well, you know, that experience doesn't save anybody. Right. You know, God God causes, causes it to rain on the, the unrighteous just like he does uh, the righteous. Uh, the rain falls, it doesn't matter. Uh, we have we have common grace in this world, so we experience God. But then we talk about the only only faith that really saves us is a saving faith, a right. trusting faith. As Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and repenting, recognizing our sin and who we were, and what what how God can redeem that, and God um, how we you know, we have to re- we have to turn from our sin and trust that Jesus' death on the cross paid our penalty. Um, that that was a big impactful. Um, lesson that I learned is helping people get through that, that type of faith. Um, cause a lot of people stop, they stop like, okay, I believe in God. And yes, I, man, I believe God's real. Great. So do the, so do the demons and they shudder. That's, I think that's an impactful thing to think about. Right. Well, and you, you know, you hit the nail on the head, your life has to look different. You know, mm-hmm. nobody in the new Testament met Jesus and surrendered to him and then went life went back to life as normal. They were all different. They were all radically different. You even look at the Samaritan woman at the well in in in, in John chapter four, uh, right after she realizes she meets the Messiah, she just goes and tells people. I mean, before she's ashamed for anybody even to look at her, then she gets radically saved and she wants to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. And she is a believer for about ten minutes before she goes out and begins to to share what what, what Jesus had done in her life because it made such a transformation. And so um, what we would like to do is uh, be able to, to let other people know it is very simple to share the gospel. We would love for you to take a look at this three circles thing and see how the Lord can save you as well. Yeah, that app is called Life on Mission. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave a link so that you can go and see how easy it is to share the three circles. And hopefully that'll give you the confidence uh, that you need to be able to share the gospel, whether it's with the waitress, uh, waiter at the restaurant, or whether it's with that coworker, even with a neighbor, it'll give you that opportunity. Hey, I want to show you something on my phone or, Hey, let me write this out real quick. And so I hope it helps you to share the gospel and give you that confidence. I love this topic. I love this topic. I love that we, Get to talk about sharing what what it means to and what it looks like to share Jesus right. as Lord and Savior. I mean, it is. I mean, it's where they're going to spend eternity. Yeah, it's where their souls going to be. It's is there kind anything of the most important <laughs> thing? <laughs> it's like the most important thing that ever happened to me was my salvation. And we would say that where somebody's going to spend eternity is the most important thing. So then, why not share? Well, yeah. maybe because nobody has equipped you, and so that's hopefully what this what this. Yes. podcast will help some of you out there do so Good. appreciate you turning uh tuning in uh it's a great topic we always want to talk about yep. evangelism it's always great to hang out with you chuck Benny. you you too dave i'll have a good one good to see you. we'll see you next week thanks for tuning in to this episode of the mission city podcast if you enjoyed this podcast share it with a friend and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening on because it really does help us out thank you again and we'll see you next time